Welcome aboard. I'm Brad. I'm Eric. And I'm Scott. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. This is a podcast where we invite crew members, both past and present, to tell their stories about life at sea. So come up to the pool bar and grab a drink. Sit back, relax, because it's time for My Ship Ship Story. Story. (laughs) That was terrible. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to My Ship Story. I'm Eric, and I'm here with Brad and Scott. How are you guys doing today? Oh, hey, y'all. Okay. Doing good. Go ahead, Brad. <laughs> you got the you all in now this time, huh? Oh, I'm uh, doing all right. Nothing yeah. nothing special. Nothing special. What about you, Scott? Uh, nothing special. I'm actually on my... I am a little past my 48 hours on my water fast. A water fast? Wow. That doesn't sound good. Uh, yeah, nothing but water. No meds, no vitamins, no food, nothing but water. Just yeah. repairing the gut and doing some, uh, it's, every, it's good for the soul every once in a while. So I, I'm trying to do a, I'll hit 72 hours, but uh, I, I always try to hit 100 hours. So I'll cave right around there. So that doesn't sound like fun at all. Like that would give me such a headache. And yeah, no, I'd be just, miserable. it doesn't actually. It's, I mean, like, you know, like I'm a food fan, barbecue judge and, and all that kind of stuff, but. Once you pass your 48, once you pass maybe 25, 28 hours, you're just not hungry. No headache, no nothing. You're just not hungry. Mm. Our guest today is Gordon Watman. Uh, He's a cruise director for Royal Caribbean, and he's joining us all the way from Malaga, España. Welcome, Gordon. Well, hello. I was just listening to you three bantering away there, and I was talking about and when you were saying about not eating and everything else, I'm in the wrong place not to eat. But oh yeah, I used to find if I wanted to do that, you drink huge glasses of water. You drink yeah. huge glasses of water and the water fills you up. I mean, yeah, right. you're going to have to run to the bathroom more, but <laughs> the, water, the water actually fills you up. So you can do it by drinking large glasses of water. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I do. Every time I'm hungry there to get are. over the hunger pains, every time I get hungry, I down a bottle of water. And, uh, it, you know, like you said, it fills your stomach up and gives your digestive system stuff to do and work it out. And yeah. hey, as long as you're not eating the plastic bottle, then you're OK. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've probably swallowed a, a lid or two, but <laughs> <laughs> it's in there somewhere. Uh, yeah. So, Gordon, I mean, I know we talked chatted a little bit about it, but we worked, you know, we just figured out where I know that we had worked together. We worked on the Sun Viking on the. Um, on the, the the Royal Caribbean's first venture out to Asia, yeah, uh, which was which was a lot a lot of fun, and it, well it was and it was very different because we went to a lot of places where the ships modern ships today I say modern ships because the Sun Viking only held oh, what was it six hundred and fifty like people yeah. or whatever it was yeah something and like that we could dock anywhere like you could go down into the Bund. Um, you know, and all the ships now, because I've been out there, I've taken all the ships there now, all of our new ones. We dock mm-hmm. miles and miles away from everywhere. Oh, really? Yeah, that's Well, yeah, big. especially the royal fish. ships. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, the Royal Caribbean ships are just incredibly massive. Yeah. Um, so I, I worked for Princess after for the 20 years, but at the Shoreside office. But I've been on their ships and their ships have gotten really big, too, but nothing on the scale of, of, mm. of royal. So why don't Gordon? Why don't you give us a little bit about your your background and how you got started working on ships and and how you started? I gotta I gotta say first, uh, Gordon, you remind me of a British TV show host. Uh, 
um, what's his name? So Don't funny. Say Graham Norton. Graham Norton. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I get that every now and then. There's Do a few other. That? There's a few oh, other British ones I get as well. Yeah. That's yeah, that was uh, that's probably one of my funny best shows, dude. He is funny. See, I watch it all the time. Oh, no pressure. No pressure for this interview. Yeah. Then no pressure. No, no, no pressure. But <laughs> Graham is Irish. He's yeah, not he English. Is. He's Irish. So oh, like the accents off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, but his accent, his accent's not very yeah. thick. He's been in England no. a long time, so his yeah. Really exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, I've noticed it from when I first started watching him, like years and years and years ago to now. It seems like his accent has definitely gotten uh, lighter. Yeah, yeah. Or less. Awesome. And 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 Gordon, quite a bit more handsome than Graham Norton. I oh, mean, you are. Oh, you are. Oh, you're holding, up, you're holding up pretty well. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I am, I am, I am 68 this year. Oh my oh God. My. I never wow. would have guessed that. No. So, uh, so I am creeping up there. So I was going to throw out like 48, 49. <laughs> oh. oh, hang on a minute. Let me get these glasses. I'm giving to you. Let me pass them over. <laughs> I did put the enhancement on the Zoom. <laughs> Actually, Whatever I didn't. Works. I didn't. Uh, so you look all tan too. You've been, it's, it's been sunny in my life. Yeah, the weather's been, we've had some really decent weather in the last few weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really, and what's really the weather like weather. down there? Over it's, there? Um, do you know, I lived in, I'll talk about that, but I lived in Los Angeles, just outside LA for a while. Oh, for whereabouts? About, for 10 years. And um, I used to uh, live I in Los in, Angeles too. I lived in um, near Riverside County. Oh, okay. You lived in the Inland Empire. So I lived in the Inland Empire. Yeah, right the way in a place called uh, the only reason I think the only reason I bought the house is because I knew the beer in a place called Corona. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know where Corona is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a little that is a ways down there. I lived in the other direction. I lived in the valley. So Gordon, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you joined Royal Caribbean? Hi, my name is Gordon, cruise director, Royal Caribbean with a ship story. I'm not sure which ship stories you want. I'm not sure how juicy you're looking. Oh, whether you're looking dripping. below decks or yeah. above decks. Are you below, well, we'll decks? start with below decks. Both. Above yeah, decks. Yeah. Both. I'd never even stepped on a cruise ship before. And so in 1990, I wanted to get away. I wanted to do something different. And I thought, oh, you know, what shall I do? And a friend of mine was um, a printer on a cruise ship. Uh, which was very unusual because he was British and normally, as you know, they're from the oh, Philippines yeah. or somewhere, you know? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. he was a printer on a cruiser. And so I flew out to Miami and punted myself around different cruise lines. And I went to Royal and I couldn't get in to see anybody. So I had to bluff my way in. <laughs> anyway, I bluffed my way in. I got in and I, the, the guy's name was Kurt Mackey at the time he doesn't work for us anymore he doesn't anyway he was the one who hired and everything and so I managed to get in I managed to get to see him I had to sing a song um I had to prove that I was outgoing the way I'm doing now you know I was gonna say that took all of two minutes yeah it didn't (laughs) didn't take very long it didn't take very long um anyway so I did all that and I went home and 10 days later I got a phone call would I join a ship out of Miami going around the Caribbean. It didn't tell me what ship. Bearing in mind there was only five. I went, right, great. So we worked out how much. I had to go back and forth with the money thing. You know, they started off at down, you know, yeah. low. And I had to go, no, yeah. no, no, no. And we went back two or three times and worked out, you know, how much I was going to earn, so to speak. Anyway, so I then flew out. This is, this is me, right? So here I am, English boy, 
raining hard, cold in England, flying all the way out, being told I'm going to be working in the Caribbean for like four to five months. So I packed all the shorts, all the T-shirts, everything. So I get all the way out there. They said, oh, there's been a slight change of plan. They said, come into the office for a day, stay for two days, and then you're going to fly out to a different ship. Oh, I said, that's okay. So where am I going to fly to? They said, you're flying to Los Angeles. Oh, I thought, well, that's all right. That's good. That's great weather and everything else. Yes, it starts the repositioning cruise to Alaska. (laughs) (laughs) So there I am. No coats, no jeans, no sweatshirts. I spent my first couple of months pay on clothes. Wow. (laughs) Just because we took the ship. And that was the Viking Serenade before yeah. it was revamped, before Royal revamped it, and it still had a, uh, a cargo underneath where you could take cars and everything else. And we wow. took, talking of princess, oh. we took all the princess buses yeah. in the cargo hold, this is Royal, mm-hmm. to Alaska. Oh, wow. So wow. princess must have had to pay us for transport. Yeah, so princess has a really big operation up in Alaska. Yeah, yeah, they right? did. And they so, did even then. Like, yeah, all the tours are run. Uh, that was 1990, as I say, yeah. so even then, you know. Yeah, yeah. But and it that, was all new. Continuing. You know, you went to Skagway, and Skagway held, I think it had 1,200 inhabitants at the time. You could have put them all on the ship and taken them on a holiday and closed <laughs> the town, you know. <laughs> So anyway, so we did that. But now Alaska's obviously it's so different now. How was it, um, the Viking Serenade being that it was a cargo ship first or yeah. not a cargo, but like a, a car carrier or whatever? How, yeah, how, was, did, yeah. how was that as a cruise ship still not being converted fully into a cruise ship with the well, it wasn't. Was it, it was weird? It was converted enough, but they left it underneath. So what we did is that we had a jogging track inside mm-hmm in the cargo hold. They had basketball hoops down there. People used to go and exercise in the cargo hold. Because it was it didn't empty. smell like exhaust or anything or? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, no disrespect, but the ship was old anyway. So <laughs> you kind of got used to any of the smells on the fucking serenade. Was kind of, she was old. And then she was, then she went into uh, San Diego and got refurbished and then they moved all the cabins down, the crew cabins into that hold area. Great. And then all the guest cabins down where the crew were and made it bigger. And, that's, you know. and that's, that's the reason all the hallways were undulated. Yeah, yeah. You, you, there was not a flat surface on yeah. any of those hallways down in those crew cabins. They just went like this. They just went up and down. Oh, wow. But I'll tell you what, it was one of my favorite ships and my favorite times on the cruise because <laughs> honestly you know there was no every ship ran itself they were like um, mini businesses you know well they used to call them individual business unit for a long time but they were individual businesses you know there was no B&Q there was no one coming around and breathing down your neck there was no one they let you do your job they let the ship run properly and let it earn the money let it get the ratings let it do the thing you know it was different times it's so yeah. funny that well, you say it, that because we had so many people on. We're like, hey, what's your favorite ship? And, you know, almost everybody that's worked on the Serenade is like, yeah, I think Vikings and Serenade was one of my favorite ships. The, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it, it just had, it had great crew areas. It had just a great com- camaraderie between the crew. It was a fantastic place to work and to start, for me to start. It was and, fantastic. 
And you mentioned something that, that we really haven't talked about before, but the Viking serenade was out in LA, you know, it wasn't yep. in Miami every week. So you weren't getting hassled yeah, when exactly. you're in and out of Miami every week. I mean, they're, they're kind of micromanaging you. Whereas you're out in LA, you're in Alaska. Hey, you don't get Well, the that thing stuff. is that that soon changed because I only did that for however many months. And then I got funny enough, I got transferred to the Emerald seas because we bought Admiral Cruise Line. And the only reason we bought Admiral Cruise Line Royal, I say we, because I'm Royal. <laughs> I, um, we bought Admiral Cruise Line to get the Empress because it was being built, you know, the Empress of the Seas, as we called it, it was being built and they wanted that ship, but they had to buy the whole thing and take the old ones as well. So a lot of us jumped over to, I mean, Ken Rush, who's now in the office in charge of, you know, looking after the entertainment and activities, he was crew staff with me on the Emerald Seas. Oh, wow. So that's how how we met. Then he got to be assistant cruise director, which is now called activities manager. I know we change it. Assistant cruise director. And I was just crew staff and everything else. And then I ended up going to the Song of Norway for a while. And he came over as as the assistant cruise director. But after a few months, I got transferred to the biggest ship in the world, the only ship that size, the Sovereign. There was no monarch, there was no majesty, they hadn't come out yet. So when you got, when everybody got on that ship, you just thought, oh, this is it. I've arrived. (laughs) Yeah, I've arrived. And I did that within my first contract, more or less, because because we were singers, they wanted a male singer, a a male crew staff singer left and I joined. So (laughs) that's that's how it all worked in those days. They said, oh, but, the reason I did that is because the Viking Serenade went into dry dock to be refurbished. And so a lot of people stayed for the two to three weeks or whatever it was. And they said, no, would I go over to the Sovereign? So I went to the Sovereign and I thought, wow, look at that. I walked on that thing. But so after coming from the Viking Serenade and walking onto the Sovereign, I went, what am I going to do? How do I get around? I'll never find my way home. I'll have to leave a paper trail to get back to the cabin. <laughs> But and was it doing the Eastern Caribbean run to San Juan and St. Thomas? Yeah, Yeah. it was doing all of that. Yeah, because the only ships, the only ships the company had was uh, Sun Viking that we were talking about. It was Sun Viking, Song of Norway, Song of America, Nordic Prince, Sovereign of the Seas, Nordic Prince. Yeah, 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 it was about five or six if you count the old Admiral ones as well. Yeah. Before we go on, um, let me just take a step back and hopefully we get back on track. But were you, were you, entertaining before you got on ships like were you yeah. on yeah. broadway or, yeah. no, or not broadway no, I, would, I was starting <laughs> I would, no i was like a lot of people i i was starting to sing for my supper i was doing lots of little places i was doing pantomime at christmas which a lot of you don't really understand unless you're a brit you know and so i was doing that so that's why i wanted to change and i thought you know what i can do this and travel at the same time and that was why this friend of mine said to me about that and he said you can do it and you can travel and i'm like all right let me have a look <laughs> you know and i thought well i'll do it for a while i'll do a bit of traveling do a bit of that i'll love it 30 years later wow. because you all know i mean it is a bug uh, the, the ships are you know you do you do however many months you're tired you go home you see what everybody else is doing you can't wait to go back <laughs> yeah, you can't wait to get That's home. Right. Then you can't wait to get back. Exactly. You get You're home. Like, you get home. The same. A- the same person is at the checkout. The same people's working in the petrol station. The same person, and that's no disrespect to them. That's what they do. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But it does. 
it just makes you go, nothing's changed, time warp. What I found difficult was I had all this free time, right? Because you're completely off. But all your friends are all working during the day and during the week and have these other lives. So it's not like you could just, you know, go out and hang out I was, like during the week and go out. I was the same with family. I was the same with family. Yeah. I said, let's go out to dinner on Tuesday night. Oh, we can't. Yeah. I'm not well, I'm not finished until seven. Tomorrow morning I'll go be up at six and I can't. Yeah. And then when it's the weekends, oh, I've got a mobile grass. I've got to do the thing I've got to do. And you're like, you know, what am I going to yeah. do? Yeah. yeah. And you That's have exactly like, right. what, like four or five, six weeks off and, yeah, like yeah. You said, all of your friends are working. They're all going to school. You know, you're going 120 miles an hour on the cruise ship and you come back home and you're like going. It's like five, you hit a brick wall miles. with the car. Yeah. It's like you hit a wall. We would come back and, you know, I finally, like after the second or third vacation, I was like, look, okay, I'm going to come home. I'm going to week with the family, week for the friends. And then I'm going to go and, and play and meet and travel and, and do stuff. You know, the second vacation that I had, I came home and then you see everybody, everybody's glad to see you. You go out and have a couple of beers and, and, and then you slept the rest of your vacation because you were so bored. Yeah, that's true. It's true. And of course, the funny thing for me was, you know, when I joined the company and when I came out for the interview and then I joined, I was like a token Brit because there weren't that many Brits working on ships at the time in what I did. So in amongst all the crew staff, you know, youth staff and whatever it was, I was the Brit. And of course, but the guests loved it. Yeah. I could host anything and I could say anything. I could get away with <laughs> murder. I could say a, a swear word almost slipping up and go oh and they just thought I was the cheeky Englishman when they'd write it <laughs> right. down we liked the cheeky Englishman so I could get away says, for, for murder the, the cruise director says uh, um, oh yeah if you're from English you know somebody you know somebody in the U.S. would tell you off and and it would be bad but if you're English and you tell somebody off they just want to be there Oh yeah, if you're <laughs> yes, right. If you're English and you tell someone where to go, they want to go. They want to go. <laughs> you know, if you're English and say it. But so I got away. Yeah, so I got away with murder. So I. This is why I came up the ranks very quickly because I did everything and wanted to host everything and did. It. I didn't care. People said, "Oh, can you? We need someone to do this." And I used to say, "I will," and I will because I knew where I wanted to go. Within a couple of weeks, I saw the cruise director on stage, and I'm going. That's me. There I am right there. How do I get there? I learned very quickly, the more I did and the more I could do and the more they could put me on a schedule, the more I knew, you know, eventually to be assistant cruise director, you've got to know it all and do all the rest of it. So I did that while some of them were going to the beaches and things like that. I was learning stuff because I wanted to, you know, jump up. So I, I managed to get assistant by my second. I did five months. I took five weeks off. Then when I came back next time, halfway through that contract, I got assistant cruise director. And that was only because someone had to leave and I stepped in. And that, that always tends to, you know what it's like working on ships. Yeah. It's unfortunate for some people and good for someone else, right? Mm -hmm. so, I so I did that. Do you remember who that was that left? No, I can't remember who that was. No, because that, no, that really is water under the bridge. I mean, that is, no, I'm no good with names. But remembering that all of us got breaks because something yeah, yeah. bad happened to somebody else somebody but else also that's what up happened but that's get, what happened you get bumped up that's what happened with cruise director the cruise director who was on board at the time um what was his name um well it's probably better if i don't say his name it was anyway his father died oh. so he had to fly out literally almost that day and had to fly out and i took over as cruise director right there and i wow. did it you know and the thing is 
How long were you I know an assistant I, cruise director to move to cruise director? Only a matter of months. Okay. It was only a matter of months. Wow, that was fast. And then, yeah, but what happened is it was only for a short period of time because they came back. Or I, Yeah, it went to the time that I left and he stepped back on. So I went back home again. Then I came back as assistant cruise director, right? So now I've got, you know, the juices of cruise director, right? I don't want this now. So I used to keep calling the office and I keep saying, so when will I get another break? Do you think I'll get another break? Do you think it's going Gordon, Gordon, they said. And in the end, I kept calling. And one day he said to me, he said, this was Dave Vanderpass, who used to work in the office. And he said to me, Gordon, he said, we've only got so many ships. We've only got so many people. Someone's got to leave or die. I said, okay, who do I kill? Who do I kill? What do I do? Because you just do. You're salivating. You want it, you know? And, yeah, I, you know, and you, you just did it. Anyway, and eventually someone did leave and I stepped in. So that was how it kind of wow. happened. Right. And it's very similar, obviously, for us, the, the two of us, Brad and I, that were pursers, similar things happen, right? If you, everybody wanted to get off that front desk, yeah. you know, being an assistant purser, a receptionist, and we didn't want to work the front desk anymore. It was brutal. And you just were itching for that opportunity to step up. Um, you know, when somebody would go on vacation and yeah, everybody would be dying, like, you know, people, I mean, I remember I trained for the job before I even knew that I could get it just so that I would be ready. So that if somebody, if somebody went, uh, or yeah. was leaving that I would, I could say, look, I already know the job, you know, sign me up. Well, and then I look, got, at, look at Michael Bailey. He was behind the purser's desk. Yes. Yes, he was. And look he where was he a, is now, Mr. Bailey, yeah. sir. I mean, sir, you know, yeah. it can be done, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, Gordon, why don't we go to a specific story that you may have about your your life at sea, and and I'm sure you have plenty, you know. Well, I think I've just told know, most right? of them. <laughs> I don't know which well, more stories you want. I mean, I don't, know, I don't know what juice you're looking for, but um, oh no, you definitely have like interesting things that have happened while you've been. Well, I mean, you know, I've had, I've had, you do get so. I keep saying I want to write a book, but. I think, uh, you know, where do you start? Where does it finish? You know, all of those things. But no, I've had some, I had some great times and, and met some great, we, we used to have the star program years and years ago. Right. We had the star right. program. Yeah. Whereas when I was on the Sovereign of the Seas that I was just talking about, there was no monarch, there was no majesty. There was just everybody that was on there, except for me. I didn't take it bad, but everybody from there was considered the A-team and they were going to bring out the monarch. And then all of those would bring out the majesty or whichever way round it was and everything else. Well, I came in late because they flew me in to do that from the Viking Serenade, like I said. And I didn't become part of that team, but I didn't take it bad. It was okay. It went well. But um, yeah, we used to have the star program. And then I got to do, years later, I got to do all the Atlantis charters, which uh, you oh, all yeah. heard of. Atlantis are the gay charters. The, the gay charters, yeah, right? Yeah. So they would oh, fly those me, would have been fun. I never got to do one. They would fly me in the week before. I would organize with Rich from Atlantis, all the schedule and the compasses and the, everything. I'll do that. And then I would host it for the week with their host as well, Malcolm, with their host. And he used to have a star program as well. And it was absolutely fantastic, you know. And I got to work with so many great people. The great Joan Rivers. Oh, wow. Oh, she came on? Can you, can you imagine? Yeah, she came on a couple of times. Now, can you imagine, now Joan Rivers is current. She was so current in her comedy. She uh -huh. was so up there, you know what I mean? She just was, and all over the stage, there was pieces of paper, her manager who was with her, 
would put pieces of paper all over the stage with a word on it, all mm. over the front of the stage, on the monitors, everywhere like that. And that was wow. a cue for something, you know what I mean, to, for a yeah. line or, or something like that. And she was so current. And we were sitting backstage before it started. And we are just sitting there and we are sitting all backstage like that. She had a, had a glass of wine before she started. So, so, Gordon, Gordon, so, tell me. <laughs> and you know how she talked, right? That's nothing like it. But anyway, so, yeah. so, tell me, tell me, who's the worst son of a bitch you've ever worked with? I said, well, I haven't worked with you yet. <laughs> she nearly <laughs> fell off the chair on the floor. She said, oh, that was good. She said, that was good. And her manager went white. I think yeah. he thought, you can't talk to her like that. You can't talk to her like that. He just went, went absolutely white. And I was like, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there are times like that. And there's times when you think these stars that you've looked at as stars up there are just like you and I. They, you know, they're earning a living. They live into what they earn, like everybody. And they're doing it. And uh, it's uh, Susan Anton. Do you remember Susan Anton? Yeah, she was a model. Susan Anton, model? yeah. And she was going out with Dudley Moore for many years. She went out with Dudley yeah. Moore. And the joke was Dudley Moore was like five foot four. Yeah. And she was like six foot one without yeah. her shoes. You know what I mean? And that was the thing about it. And she came on and she, she used to do her show many, many times. This was... Not Atlantis, but this regular time. What kind of show did she? On. I thought she was just pretty. It's just a model. No, she's a singer. She's a good huh. singer. Mm. Really good. And she's great with the people. She talks with the people and tells stories. And That's she's awesome. great with the people. She's, she's, yeah, she's fantastic. And she came on. And here we are. It's about an hour or so before the show. And I get a call to say she's torn her dress. And I said, what? Let me come over. Let me come over. So I go running backstage. We're about an hour before showtime. She's got this gold skirt on made of silk, obviously. Gold skirt on. And it had a small train on it. Of course, she goes backstage to use the toilets. You know what they're like. The door slams, catches her skirt in it and does a rip in the skirt. So she's like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I said, stay there, stay there. I went running up the steps to our wardrobe department grabbed a load of drawers out of there and they had these little gold safety pins, these little tiny mm -hmm. little gold safety pins, which I'm sure you've seen. Mm -hmm. Well, her dress was gold silk. So I said, hang on, hang on a minute. I was all right, stand on that chair, stand on the chair. She stands up on the chair. I've got her skirt now holding it. I've turned it inside out. I'm holding the slit together and I'm putting these pins in next to one another down the thing. And you turn it over and you couldn't see it. She couldn't turn it. Wow. And as I'm doing it, she's looking down at me. I've got her skirt up in the air. I'm looking <laughs> up at her and I say, do you know how many people out in that audience would like to be in this position that I'm in? She <laughs> <laughs> was ruined so much that even though she said, I said, when she got on the floor, I said, you can't see it. She said, I can't see it. I can't see it. She said, but I will. She said, because I'm going to tell them that story now when I go out there. I'm going to show them the gold pins and told them you put the gold pins in and all the rest of it. And she did when she went out there because she sat on the stage to sing a song and she pulled the skirt up and said, look, Gordon did this for me half an hour before the show. And so, but yeah, but they're like regular people, you know, the majority. Except I say Jerry majority, Lewis. You know, yeah. oh, Jerry. Except, except him. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I would go unsovereign <laughs> with Jerry Lewis. Yeah. yeah. That's funny you should mention that. But he used well, to go across to Coco Cay, the old Coco Cay, before they really did it all up. And mm -hmm. he'd perch himself at the bar with his cronies around him 
and wouldn't let anybody near him and they wouldn't let anybody they were pushing guests out the way and you were just like oh my god you know you think us as cruise directors we introduce all the acts other than production shows we don't introduce those anymore they they do their own thing you know we take them off at the end but that's about it but um, you introduce every entertainer and you've got to do your five minutes worth of stick out the front, as we say. And even today, you've got to be so careful what you say. You look at the audience, it's the age groups, nationalities, walks of life, whatever it is, their families cruising with their, you know what I mean? It's except late night comedy at midnight, then I let, let them do anything. Because I tell people, I always introduce it and I say to people, you know why you're here? You know, mm -hmm. if you're easily offended, the old joke, get a front seat, you know, all those old things. But yeah. you've got to tell them that you're here. I said, if, if, if you can't put up with a swear word and that right now, the doors are there and there. Do you still do a show or anything or is I it still, just introducing? I still, I still sing in um, like the farewell show and, and whenever I can, actually. Captain's cocktail party, <laughs> that sort of thing. I sneak myself in everywhere, right? When I, so you're, when still I, an, that's, you're still that's an a little surprise, you know. You're still an active I'm, cruise director? I'm, when we go back to Salem? When does this go, yeah, when does this go out? When does this go out? We're well, a few it'll, weeks. It'll be yeah. about Three a month. Or four weeks. Yeah, about, yeah a month. About, a month. <laughs> about a month. Well, I semi-retired quite a few years back and I only do two months a year. Oh, so that's I've only, nice. I've only done two months a year for quite a few years now um, because I semi-retired, but I didn't want to hand it in. So right now it is so hard. All the cruise directors have been out of work for a year. So they've all been out of work and, and, you know, and I'm going to say to the office, I'm going to say to Ken and everything else, I haven't said anything. Don't even put me in that schedule at all. Let these poor guys that have got their mortgages, their cars, their families and everything else, they need to go back to work. You know, I'm at the end of the scale where I'm ready to retire and whatever. So give it, you know, those, are, those are the guys that need to I'll need cover to somebody's vacation. Yeah, let them go and go and do some work. Yeah, I can help you out in any other way, but because that would, um, if it was twenty five years ago and this happened, it would be me, right? Okay, so you talked about something that went wrong with somebody else's show. What's the show that you were doing? What's happened to you? What went wrong? And when you were entertaining years ago, and this was the song of Norway. This is how long ago it was. If you remember the farewell shows, they were so you had to do certain things, opening. That we had to do if I was not upon the sea. Mm -hmm. If you all remember that. Some people oh, have been yeah. bringing it I back now it. because you could think, yeah, because a lot of guests have not seen it now, have they? So, but we did it. And so, of course, I've done every male part. I mean, every part, you know, as a cruise director, it was the balloons and the, you know, the whole thing. Here we are, we're on the Song of Norway and it's a little round stage. And backstage, there's one single door to get out from the dressing room on one side, one single door and a dressing room on the other side. And you can't get to the backstage area at all. So those two doors just went out onto the deck outside. So what happens is I go off one side and I have to change and get into, if I was not upon the sea, and I played the, um, the tennis player or whatever. And I had no shirt, only cut off to here. In those days when you did the belly showing, you know, and a little pair of white shorts that were hanging off and everything else like this. <laughs> anyway, so I go off the back. And then Maxine Tubby, who doesn't work for us anymore, and she's married with kids and all the rest of it now, she was the female singer. So she came out and sang a song. I had to go and get out the door. The latch went on the outside of the door and I couldn't get out of the dressing room. And my outfit <laughs> that I was going to wear to sing, because I sang after her, was in the other dressing room. And there was nothing in this dressing room. So I was still dressed the way I am. 
So I then, she finished and she said, now I'd like to introduce him. Please welcome Gordon. And I'm coming out to sing. I can't remember what it was. But it was a beautiful love song. It was a beautiful love. And I walk out as a bloody tennis player with this T-shirt, with these shorts that were made too big anyway. I've tried to tuck them in my underwear. And, I, and people were roaring. And I'm like, I am not normally dressed like this. Or this thing. Now, sitting at the back was the cruise director, which was Greg Maxwell. By yeah. this time, because I was assistant cruiser, I, Greg Maxwell was there. And if you remember, Michael Bailey used to be a ship manager. He used to, they used to manage yeah. a group of ships, you know, and he was on board sitting at the back as well. So I come out like this and I'd look up and because there's enough light out there, I could see them look <laughs> at one another like, what's he doing? What's going on? The audience were in stitches anyway. I said, I don't normally dress like this. I said, so while I'm singing this song, can someone unlock the door out the back? Okay, hit it, boys. And the orchestra kicked in and I did the song. Everyone went mad and everyone else. And I said, thank you, everybody. I hope the door's open. And I walked off. Of course it was fun. And then when I went afterwards and I went, oh, my God, they said that was funny. That was funny. You know? It was just... Just one of those things. What do you do? As they say, the show goes on, right? Absolutely. There's always things that go wrong, especially in in entertainment and performing. You just have to be prepared to just go with it, whatever whatever happens. I mean, I've done that. I mean, I used to, and you get complacent as well. I used to sing a song called Tonight from West Side Story. And I used to start in the farewell show and I'd open the farewell show with it, but I'd sing a few bars. If I hadn't sang all the week, I'd sing a few bars backstage and then walk out. Well, the guests didn't realise I could sing. So I would sing and they'd applaud and it would all be lovely and everything else. Well, of course, I come out and I'm going, tonight in the wrong key. <laughs> and the orchestra's playing. And they look at me and I look at them and I go, hang on a minute, start that again, start that again. And the audience is laughing because it's me, right? They've seen me all week. So I went, tonight in the wrong key. Totally again. And I'm not like that normally. And I went, what? I said, let's do that again. And the whole orchestra, all the horns parts, they stood up and they went, tonight, tonight, in the right key. They sang it out loud. <laughs> the audience was laughing and everybody came up to me afterwards. Oh, we loved what you did with that song with the orchestra. <laughs> we loved what you did. And I didn't. And the, the poor old musical director was like, bloody hell, don't do that to me. I'll get a heart attack. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, I mean, so many things have happened. It's... It's, yeah, it's quite amazing. But that's the sort of thing you miss. Like I say, now I'm semi-retired and I'm retiring. But you can't help it. You, you miss a stage. You miss it. You just miss people. You know, if I go out to have coffee with people, it's hard not to take over. Oh, I can imagine. Like, you know for I mean? me, Yeah, but for me, like, <laughs> the stage is, like, one of the scariest places. Like, the last oh, yeah. place that I want to be is in yeah. a stage front of hundreds or thousands of people absolutely oh, no. not that's no, that's no. not that's not me that's not my character but obviously everybody has their things that they love well that's and... why everybody does that's why everybody does right. it look we look it's like i always say about all the crew on board the ship we are all as good as one another from the captain to the pot washer to make anybody to the guys i can't do my job if the floor is not clean i can't do my job if there's no food on the plates I can't do my job if the ship's not sailing along. I, no one can do their job without all the other people. And everybody's just as important. Hey, so let me, let me ask two things. What yeah. would be your, your biggest takeaway from working for the cruise line? Second question would be, um, what would you say, what advice would you give someone 
that like a young person that you would uh, talk to about, well, should I work on a cruise ship or, or not? Look, if I was telling someone, not necessarily whether they were going to be a cruise director or whatever, if, if, if it's just to come and work on a cruise ship, yeah. Decide what you want to do on a cruise ship. A lot of people have approached me, you know, because I've got a Facebook page and all the rest. Of it. I know I used to have a website and I don't anymore because I don't need it. But when I did that, a lot of viewers approached me, I want to work on the ship and I want to do it. And they say, and, and I say, what do you want to do? And they go, oh, I want to be, let's just say as a purser. Oh, I want to be a purser. I said, okay, so with the purses, which is guest services now, I said, yeah. you know, that's like working in a hotel behind the desk. So when guests come to the desk, if they've got a problem, you better sort it out. If they haven't, it's nice. If you've got that, oh, I don't know about, well, what about, do you ever, and then you, you mentioned that, and then they go, I said, no, right, stop right here. You don't want a job on a cruise director, cruiser. You want to go because you think it's going to be a holiday and you think it's going to be blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Take it for what it is. Decide what you want to do. Go and do it the best your ability and then enjoy the, what it does have to offer because it does have a lot to offer. I mean, yes, you do get to travel. You may not get offered every port because of being on a duty or something, but you'll get off at the next one because nine times out of 10, they go round in circles, you know, and whatever. And take it for what it is. It's a great way of meeting people. It's a great way to learn about life. You know, if you haven't been left your country before and suddenly you're going around different countries, you're meeting people from different walks of life, different age groups, nationalities. It's a great le life learning experience to work on a ship and you get paid. Yeah, I mean, that's that's no. a wonderful way of putting it. I mean, I don't none of us could have said it better. Um, and it, it's. It's funny, but you know, uh, time goes by really fast when we're talking with yeah. you because <laughs> it's just uh, flown by. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry. What was no, the other no, question no. you said? Oh, no, what was the other question That's you exactly had? how yeah. we expect it to be. It's a conversation, and it's you asked it's really another enjoyable. question. I can't remember what it was now. You see, you had two things. Oh, it's, a, it's the second one. Oh, that that was plenty. I think you covered both uh, questions. Yeah, you, you, you got it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so that's I can talk the hind legs off a donkey, as you know. So that's, yeah. so that's as we say, that's another little English expression. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, that's great because you know, we'll I'm sure we'll we'll catch up again. And right. we'll, we'll have people come on again and we'll have maybe group chats with, you know, people that work together and, and have more than one guest at a time and things like that. But, yeah. um, but it's, it's been great catching up. It's been great seeing you again. I, I mean, you yeah. look fantastic. It's well, like, you. I cannot believe that. that it is you know, unfair how good you look for 60. Yeah. <laughs> I'm That's like something. now you're only seeing me from here. You're not seeing the big, you're not seeing the beer belly under here. You know, in the in the shorts and the flip flops. No, I'm not like that. I'm not yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, I mean, look, th that is another thing. It's 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 all about whether everything works. You know, if your heart's going and you're in the right place, your headspace is in the right place, and everything else, then you know, everything else will come along with it, right? Hopefully, right. as long oh, as you definitely. can keep healthy, that's it. That's what gets people in the end ill health, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. you know? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So there we are, boys. Well, it's good to see yeah. you all. And I mean, I do love the Hawaii picture behind you. It's very good. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, you've got a nice. shitty room, so you don't want to show us that. <laughs> exactly. So... <laughs> <laughs> you clocked him. I clocked him right there. Yeah, that's too funny. Well, uh, well Gordon, it's good thank to talk you. to you, boys. Yeah, it was so nice to see you and talk to you yeah. again. Uh, you too. Take good care. Enjoy the sun in Malaga. And, I will uh, do. 
And I'm and good sure to we'll, see we'll you, Brad. You Even again. with the beards, I didn't re hardly recognize you with the beards. So it was great. Yeah. That was a long time ago, my friend. It was a while ago. But, um, you know, I remember now why I have such fond memories of you just talking uh, with you now because we haven't talked in, you know, 30 I years. Know. But it's just like, um, oh, gosh, I remember why he was such a great guy. I remember why I have such fond memories of him. Well, I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you that. Did you have a memory of me like that? Did I piss you off or whatever? Did I no. have a memory? I mean, it could be that without me knowing, couldn't it? It could be saying, yeah. Do you remember oh, that I'm, time I'm down sure. in the group bar? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it happened. I mean, everybody pisses everybody off at one time. You know, you don't get, you don't go through a whole contract unscathed by getting into a couple with somebody. Is this but, something... but we all put it aside and we go back to exactly. work. Exactly. But is this... Is this something that guests will listen to, or is this crew? How uh, does it whoever, work? whoever it's logs whoever. in, it's whoever worldwide. wants to follow us. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I think generally so far, it's been a lot of crew that have worked on ships and you know that right, listen right, right, in right. and that are right. catching up. But any, it's available to everybody, so anyone oh, okay. can listen to. to okay. it. I, just, I was just trying to. I just had to zip myself really quickly. Then when we were talking about <laughs> down in crew areas and stuff like that, I had to go zip. But there no, we no, are. No, well, no, anything that would get anybody in trouble or stuff, or or you know, naming somebody or. Oh my God! You're in the blood, you're in the White House now. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> But That's you know, we, we take all yeah, that yeah. stuff out anyway. So no, um, no, I know. Oh, it's all good fun. I mean, it's it's great yeah. to listen to stories and catch up and discover, you know, things about you know when we were on ships. But yeah, I wow. think and and how things have changed from from yeah. you know, and that's another thing about anybody that's working on ships, you have to go with the flow and you have to change as it changed. You can't say, Yeah, but we used to, but we used to, yeah, but we always used to. But we, you don't now. No. Move on. Move on. Yeah. yeah. That's with, with, honestly, with every business, everything that goes on in the world, yeah, yeah. you have to adapt and you have to yeah. change. That's when you know it's time to move. If you don't want to change and the, and the business is changing, it's your time to go. I and loved you know it in 1990 it. and I love it in 2021. Oh, that's so awesome. Yep. Yeah. That's great. All right, boys. All right. Thank you, Gordon. Thanks so good here. to see you. Thank you for asking Appreciate me. It. Appreciate right. it. Thank you for oh, coming. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming. <laughs> can I take these headphones off now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah. That All was right. holding, gotcha. my, holding my facelift up. <laughs> <laughs> take those clips off. Yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. See you. Ciao. Bye. <laughs> Uh, he does look great. I couldn't believe when I was I because I looked up uh, looked him up on Facebook today and I saw that he his age and I was like, and so when he came on screen I was 68? like, wow, yeah, Man. he looks great. I didn't realize he was that old. Hey everyone, the ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast and video, please visit our YouTube channel, My Ship Story. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as My Ship Story. Don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like, you can email us your story for us to read on the air. Email us at myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. That's myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. Goodbye for now and be sure to tune in next week, same time, as we'll have a new podcast every Monday. Bon voyage!